What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Tailgate Show. Uh, it's Double A, and I am very excited because we are joined by Timmy from the bus, Tim Shanley, uh, legendary Bears fan and tailgater, of course. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the game last week, our 3-0 and Bears, uh, the game that is coming up tomorrow against the Colts, and then uh, we're going to get into uh, Tim's area of extreme expertise, and we're going to talk a little bit about grilling uh, and some tailgate uh, things that you might uh, use at your home tailgate coming up. So good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm great, Double A. How you doing today? Doing really good. Um, you know, looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, I, I really, it's funny because I kept thinking that yesterday was Saturday and I woke up this morning feeling like today uh, was game day. And uh, I actually was having a dream about the Bears Colts game when I woke up today. And the dream was this is, was, and I hope it doesn't come true in some sense, but I hope it does in others was that, uh, we were not moving the ball with foals, but the defense was absolutely dominating. And, and I, and I just remember that we were up like six to nothing. Um, and the Colts couldn't move the ball, but neither could we. So, uh, I, I, I feel like that's a very Bears dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, but I hope that, I certainly hope that we are able to, to move the ball with foals, but, yeah, it's. Uh, I feel good. You know, um, we're three and zero, and nobody can take that away from us. Yeah. Well, you know, with your your dream could be reality with both of those defenses. You never know. Yeah. Uh, and another thing is, you know, when you get quarterback in the middle of a game that comes off the bench, that's different than starting. We all know that too. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's six zero game to score right there. Those are good old fashioned three yard in a cloud of dust football, baby. Could be reality. <laughs> right, and the weather's not going to be that great tomorrow, so you never know. But so back to the uh, back to Foles. I want to get your thoughts on what was going through your mind when uh, when Mitch got pulled and Foles came in the game last week. Yeah, you know what? I, I was completely surprised. I was, uh, you know, just I, I didn't see that coming. We we're sitting there, like instead of tailgate party, I'm, I'm at a table outside, sitting with a couple Bear fans uh, from Chicago out here in Austin, Texas. And uh, the one guy's like, well, you know, when are they going to pull, especially at that interception, they, he's like, they have to pull him. And I looked, and Clay Roos and I looked at each other, and we we're like, they're never going to pull this guy. He's going to have to, they're going to have to carry Mitch off the field. That's <laughs> Turn around, and there he is, bouncing on, bouncing into the huddle. I was blown away by the move. It, it shows at least Nagy, you know, he's, it seems like he's been handcuffed the whole time, all of this with the number one draft pick, and, uh, you know, I just think they just they, to do it that quick. They had planned on doing it anyway, or just waiting, just 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 giving that kid one last chance, you know. So yeah, okay. I had this. I, I think we had the same feeling that you know that, that this had to have been on some level premeditated that they were just really looking for for the reason. And and I mean to be honest, you know, if he, he could have been pulled in the first two games at a couple different points. I mean, if we're being honest with the, with the way that he played, despite the comebacks. Um, and I think, you know, this is something that's, you know, people that are, that have a clear mind about their analysis of Mitch know that this is something that's been building for over a season. I mean, it's not like, it's not like all of a sudden he just started playing bad enough to get pulled. He played bad enough to get pulled all last year, pretty much. And, 
you know, uh, a good portion of 2018 as well. So, um, you know, it, it was definitely exciting. I mean, I, I'd be nice if we could have a Bears game that wasn't, um, you know, like a like a corner, coronary for the entire game. But, um, you know, it's exciting when we have our, our these cardiac Bears. And, uh, you know, if we get the win, uh, you know, who, who cares how it comes, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's another thing involved here, too, is showing some stability, okay? So to, to have to go through calling Mitch the starter, especially going through all this, and yanking him the first, second game, that, even though it would make a lot of people happy, it really wouldn't show some stability within right. the lot. That, right. That room knows they gave that kid every chance they could. So right. got to keep that locker room together as well. So, yeah, as far as pulling them early, you know, they, uh, you know, this was planned. They were ready to go. They just want to do it the right way. I got to hand it to Nagy for this because that locker, Mitch is a locker. They love, and who doesn't love Mitch as a person? Who doesn't? Right. Guy's right. beautifully wonderful. But, you know, it is what it is. And I think they had that, that transition planned out and they were just waiting for the right time to do it. And then with the outcome of the game, it's just a feel good story. And, and what else can you say about it? It's time to move on. You know. Right, exactly. And and hopefully, you know, what this brings is maybe we get to see more of the naggy offense that Mitch had trouble with. So, you know, uh, Foles is far from a perfect quarterback where nobody thinks we brought Tom Brady in, but he can throw the deep ball. He's going to hit the open receivers and... You know, I mean, just like, I mean, you know, we saw it last year, even when Chase Daniel came in and played, the offense looked more functional than it did with Mitch at times, even though Mitch can make the, the you know, the, the exciting play or the, you know, the 40-yard run or whatever, he's not doing what the offense is supposed to do. So on to the next, um, you know, this is a big test. Uh, the Colts are, are, are a good team uh, on defense, a good team on offense. They got a young kid out of Wisconsin, Taylor, um, that's looking really good at running back. And they brought in the veteran, Phillip Rivers, uh, at quarterback, you know, and they've had a little bit of an uneven go, uh, you know, lost to the Jaguars in the opening game, um, beat the beat the Vikings in kind of a defensive struggle, uh, and then they beat up on the Jets, who, you know, that's no, that's no, that doesn't, that's not a feather in anybody's cap to beat up on the Jets, but you can only play who you play. So, you know, we've, we're, we're going into a game where the Bears are, are the underdog at home. Um, so what are your thoughts about the Colts going into this week, Tim? Well, actually, you know, this game to me, it seems very evenly matched. It really does. These teams seem kind of like two of the same to me in a, in a, in a lot of ways with the defense, mm-hmm. the running the running games looking good. You know, uh, I, I, I kind of see an even matchup, you know, but one mm-hmm. thing, one big thing, and getting back to your previous, what we were talking about earlier, when, Foles seem to bring a level to kick it up a notch, bring a level of excitement to that offense to where, you know, that ball's going to get moved now. You could see the difference when he came in in that second. That, that, when he came in last last week, you can see the, the difference in the offense. It was it was more exciting. It was more energetic. So mm-hmm. having him there, you know, I, I think might help us, especially going against Philip Rivers. I mean, you know. I, I I just see a real close, evenly matched game. It's gonna, just like you said, your dream at six with that score six zero, that could come into fruition. I see a low scoring game. I see these two defenses going at each other, and uh, you know, with a ground game, and you know, someone's gonna have to break through the score. That's kind of what I see here. I I would bet the under if I was a gambling man. 
Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I, I tend to agree with you. The one thing I will say is that I think um, that uh, that Philip Rivers is going to throw uh, the Bears a, a couple of interceptions. Um, I'm definitely looking for the defense to get get some turnovers in this game. Uh, he does get the ball out quick, so you know the pass rush could be somewhat nullified from that. And I think the biggest uh, matchup is going to be. Quentin Nelson and the middle of that tough offensive line versus Akeem Hicks and our defensive line, um, you know, and, and we've seen in every game so far this year, the middle of the defensive line getting exposed and then it leading to the linebackers getting exposed, which has been problematic. So that's my fear for this game is that, you know, we can't stop anybody up the middle. And, you know, they, they in the first game, the Colts were very pass-happy. It was like, oh, we got Phillip Rivers. We're going to throw the ball 46 times. And the Jaguars, you know, picked him off a couple times, and they won. Since then, they've been way more run-heavy, um, yeah. you know, kind of like us. And, I mean, I think, you know, Phillip Rivers is not a guy that is going to win you a game throwing the ball 50 times anymore. I mean, he may never have been that guy. But... Um, so that's what I think is going to be interesting is that is can the Bears control the line of scrimmage because the Colts offensive line is monstrous like they are serious. So, you know, sure it's going to I think you could be right. You could we could have a, you know, a game that's not in the greatest weather and it could be a real slog, um, you know, uh, but I will say this. I think I feel better about the Bears' chances to score points now in general, um, you know, just because of Foles. And I think he's going to be able to stretch the field. You know, we were kind of going, you know, group by group. And I would say the Bears have the better, you know, off- offense in terms of the wide receivers than the Colts do. I mean, the Colts just have T.Y. Hilton, um, you know, and, you know, and, and it doesn't look like um, – you know, that Trey Burton will be uh, making his revenge game appearance against the Bears, which a lot of people were saying. I don't know why it would be a revenge game. But um, so, yeah, it's um, I think it's like you said, it's going to be really closely evenly matched. Um, you know, the Bears are going to have to I, I hope that Nagy doesn't get too pass happy now that he's got folds in there. Uh, I hope they, you know, continue with this balanced attack because, um you know, we've seen uh, what I think a lot of Bears fans have been clamoring for, which is the run game, um, you know, and, and we've been, you know, we've been dying for that to happen, and Nagy's delivered on that, so I hope he doesn't get away from it now that he's got a quarterback who, who he thinks can throw the ball more. Well, you know, going again, going back again to one of your great points is, you know, the middle of our defense there with, uh, you know, the penetration and teams able to, kind of open it up right up the middle there, especially like, you know, with the big offensive line in Indy, that rushing game that they seem to have. Uh, also, you know, their head coach, that guy's doing a great job. So, uh, you know, that the combination of that offensive line, the middle of our defense, maybe letting them open it up there, maybe that can open up some play action for Phillip. Again, just, he's not going to be throwing 50 passes, but uh, you, hope, you hope that he lives up to his reputation and we at least get a pick or two because – our defense is known. They might give it up a little bit, but they never quit. There's no quitting that D. They, they seem to be able to come up with a big play when it's really needed. So uh, 
Again, it's, I see a close matchup, and the running game seems to be an issue for me with Indy. Absolutely. Yeah, well, one of the things about the Bears this season is that they've, we've had the best fourth-quarter defense in the league, and we've had the third-best fourth-quarter offense in the league. So they're only giving up three points a game in the fourth quarter, and they're scoring almost 14 points a game in the fourth quarter. So you hope that they don't wait until the fourth quarter to turn it on like they've been you know, in the past three weeks, but um, it does bode well, as you say, that, you know, it's sort of been a bend but don't break um, uh, defense. So should be a great game. Uh, you know, it's exciting, of course, that it is at Soldier Field, but there's always, you know, of course, then brings in the mixed feelings that everybody has of, wow, here's another game at home that, you know, you're not at and, and the Chicago Bears tailgate club is not, present for um so i'm sure you know it's another week of of feeling uh you know mixed feelings right oh gosh you know i got right now for some odd reason i got chills going up and down the back of my spine right yeah now. I mean, it, it's it's just uh it's just such a bad feeling it's mm-hmm. very you know uh here this put that this week was on the calendar for a long time and you have the colts and then you have the buccaneers in a four-day span with mm-hmm. the bears th- I don't know what the weather's going to be in Chicago tomorrow. You said it's not going to be that good, but I know that that skating club, the bus, and everybody, we w- that place would be busting at the seams going into tomorrow's game, and then the big follow-up with Brady on Thursday. Uh, yeah. yeah so, you know, I just, it's, you know, I, I'll be sitting uh, with a couple of friends. Very strange now, you know. I, I see what the normal guy does now, it's, it's, which is, you know, absolutely quite relaxing. Yeah, relaxing but boring, right? <laughs> oh my god! I wake up in the morning and uh, I make breakfast. I take a shower, relax, and yeah. be over. Watch. I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting there having a cocktail, watching the Bears talk with two of them. You know, it's it's a completely different thing. It blows it, my mind. I sit there and I'm, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. I mean. It's very, it's very, Oh yeah, it's very strange and surreal. Uh, yeah, but you know, deep down inside, I, once this all hit, I I plan on shutting it all down. I knew from the beginning that we are not going to go out there and right. seem to find the face of all this. So you know, it is what it is, and it'll just make it better for next year. That's all. You know. Yeah, exactly. And and we saw you. Uh, you did a great job on the news this past week, uh, last Sunday. Um, you know, and then we just put out um, a, a fantastic video that you had done for for USA Today. And so, some, one of the things we're going to be doing through the course of this season um, is talking to you, uh, helping people out to, you know, have the best game day experience they can have at home. And then, you know, sort of the theme of you being, you know, the ultimate tailgate warrior now having to change the way that you've, you're doing things. It's the same thing on a smaller scale for everybody else at home. So what we're, what we're, you know, what we're going to do is, you know, highlight some of that, give people some tips, and again, hopefully they can improve their at-home uh, game experience. Uh, right now, I've got Air Jer, uh, Jeremy, uh, going to add him to the stream, um, but Tim, we're just going to talk a little bit about, you know, the video that you put out, and it's all about bacon. Um, you know, bacon is a grill delight, but it also can make or break your grilling experience and, or your tailgate. Isn't that, isn't that, wouldn't you say that's true? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, a, a couple of great points. Good morning, Jerry. Jerry, how are you out there? Good morning. Great morning. 
Good morning. Yeah. So um, another great point you brought up is the is the the reason we the reason we re-released this video with the USA Today is because this this video was abs- was put together for like the home tailgater or for for small tailgates, not for something that we really do. So this video really coincides with what's happening, you know, in the here and now. And, uh, you know, there's great ideas in there to follow that video, great cooking ideas. And talking about bacon, yeah, bacon is, it's extremely quirky. You're right, because as we talked earlier before we went on about sometimes, you know, you're going to wrap it in chicken. The chicken's raw, everything's burnt, nothing is tuned in right. And, and you're correct, absolutely. It's not easy to do, but a couple helpful hints with bacon is... When you're going to wrap vegetables like you did asparagus thing like in the video, you don't need that heat. You want that heat very calm, very low, offset, you know. You want the veggies can be crisp, basically barely cooked. It's the bacon itself, you know. So you want that on low heat. You don't want that high heat. And, you know, like bacon, when you're wrapping chicken and you start to wrap proteins and things like that with bacon, that is very tricky. So the idea is... You don't have to have a six-ounce chicken breast wrapped in bacon. That's ridiculous. Slice mm-hmm. that thing down to tenders. Wrap the bacon around a tender. Again, you, want, you don't want too much mass in the middle, like you said. Otherwise, that bacon will burn on the outside. The, the protein, is, you know, it's raw on the inside. So, you know, make your, make your portions smaller. And tailgaters, we don't use forks and knives to begin with. You want finger food. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. You're going to have mm-hmm. some, some cocktail in your hand. You're walking around talking with people. You don't have... A time replaced for a fork and a knife. So take your take your protein and t- and 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 make it smaller, more bite size. You'll find that the bacon and then that protein will cook evenly. And and again, off the high heat. You know, keep it indirect, nice low heat. You got to play with it all the time. Spin it around like you would do shish kebabs. And, and and you know, it takes a little practice. Don't worry. Make a few extra ones. Throw them on the grill. Once you burn one, you'll know. Okay. But you got to get out there. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Really, you got to get out there. You look. I'm going to tell you there. I do all kinds of things on the grill. I'm always trying different stuff out here in the backyard here in Austin. And there are tons of fails. There are tons of times I'm burning things. You know, it happens to everybody, but practice will will, will not make perfect, but practice will give you confidence. And then you're going to get in your wheelhouse and you'll be able to pull these simple dishes off. And they look great too. So that's our hope. You know? Yeah. and, And I think too, it's important to remember, you know, preparation makes it work. You know, a lot of people think that they can just fire up the grill, you know, uh, get Mm. the thing going ripping hot, open up a package of chicken and throw it on the grill and everything's going to work out fine. And it's like, no, it's not, you know, it's, uh, you know, in fact, that's usually the opposite and chicken, you know, uh, again, can be, can be really problematic on the grill. You see too many people, you know, think, okay, here I go. I'm going to cube up some chicken. I'm going to throw it on some skewers, and I'm just going to throw it, you know, right on top of the the, the raging fire, and everything is going to work out. And, and what you get is, you know, burnt veggies and raw chicken, you know, charred on the outside. So, you know, it, it, what's great is that, you know, there's videos like what you put out from experts. There's videos all over the Internet. Take some time, you know, prep it out, and <clears> – <throat> You know, indirect heat is absolutely yes. the, the, the magic bullet <laughs> as far as grilling. You know, um, if you're using charcoal or you're using gas. I mean, personally, I always prefer charcoal, but I understand why people don't want to mess with it. 
you know, all the time. Um, you know, you know, they don't, you know, it's, you, you want to just have your grill out there that you fire up and that's fine, but there's no reason why anybody, whether it's a Weber or, you know, what it is should, should cover the whole bottom of your grill with the charcoal. You should always just put it on half. That way you can, you know, use part of it to do your, you know, your charring and your searing, and then you use the other half to, to finish or vice versa. Um, and I think with, with bacon, you know, uh, you, you won't not only run the risk of um, flare-ups from the fat, but, you know, again, you, you, you have your, you know, your main uh, item not getting cooked properly. I mean, it sounds yeah, like it's yeah. a rookie mistake. It's a very often a rookie mistake. A lot of people want to go direct heat, and it's like that's all well and good, and there's a place for direct heat on certain meats, but with chicken and things like that, you really you've got to be very careful with it. Absolutely, you know, and great point with the indirect. You want to you know, on the on the on the hot side of the grill, you stick that charcoal right. You're up to about five fifty, you know, and you can get a nice char, and you just on a twenty two inch Weber, you bank it all to one side, and you can throw that steak on the other side. When you open up the vents correctly, you can actually drop that down 200 degrees. And, you know, these, these are great points we're talking about. As a matter of fact, what we're going to do in the future is we're going to go to the Weber grill, and we're going to go in with some, with some thermometers and some gauges, and we're going to explain exactly how that indirect heat can work in the future. That's a great topic to bring up, and, uh, mm-hmm. and we can help mm-hmm. along. That. Our, next, our, next, our next home game, which is Thursday, We'll probably be set up for that where we can actually show people a little bit uh, some things on that Weber and explain to them how important it is, you know, to offset your heat indirect and, and how to cook certain things certain ways. So, yeah, we'll, we'll make advancements. We'll help out out there, you know. For and sure. I think, too, you know, so many people have home smokers now, and that's great, and it is sort of like almost like this set it and forget it type of thing. You know, it, it's it, you you got to – realize what's going on in that smoker you can do on your grill you just have to control it yourself you know the the electric or the you know the gas uh, however it's powered smoker that has that perfect you know controlled uh, heat element you know you can you can somewhat recreate that on a on a kettle or a weber grill um you know for for your own quicker cooking purposes and one thing i kind of had to learn the hard way was there's no shame in kind of pre, you know, sort of par cooking some things. You know what I mean? If you have to par cook something in the oven, if you're cooking for, you know, 10, 20 people, you know, you just don't have that grill space that, that people have. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, put the chicken in the oven at 250 for, for 20 minutes, par cook it, and then finish it on the grill. You, you're going to get a, a juicy you know, uh, product and there's no shame in that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, I think people get caught up in this idea that, that they have to be cooking over open flame and it's like, it's like, it's just not, cave, man. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think, and you know, it's a mistake people make. Well, you know that now uh, for instance, it, it's a comfort level. Okay. It's what makes mm-hmm. you comfortable. There are different right. ways to about this, you know, uh, I am I am the throwback table. Everything I, I do is off that grill. Uh, you know, it all comes off of there. And there's certain ways to do things with the grill like that. But you're right. Uh, it's just the level of where you're at with confidence. And the more you're out there and the more you mess with that grill, you're right. You can, you can you know, you, you can get things started in the oven and you can bring them out there and you add a little smoke to it, which then would really enhance the flavor quickly. So right. it's 
comfort level and where you're at and on your skill set and what you're really trying to do because making a dinner is obviously more than just putting something on the plate. I was going to ask you what your thoughts were on the use of liquid smoke versus the use of chip, wood chip smoke, like your hickories and your uh, apple yeah, wood. Yeah, uh, I do not recommend liquid smoke at all. I mean, who knows what's in that bottle? I, I don't know. It, it's Smoking is so easy. And again, I live in Texas now for 12 years, and that's what they do down here. Everything is low and slow on smoke, and, you know, uh, that's a whole art in itself. It's a whole different topic on its own, but... There's ways to add smoke and flavor to things. So, you know, say, uh, so liquid smoke, I, I just, I do not like that product. I would rather just use all, all natural. And, you know, there's ways to go about that, too. Say um, you want to add a hint of smoke to something. You know, you can grill your ribeye. Grill your ribeye. Take it off. Let it rest. Say you want a nice mashed potato with your ribeye. Take the mashed potato. Put the mashed potato on the grill and put wood chips on the smoke. Smoke the mashed potato. It takes five minutes. Ooh. Now you have a nice flake to a grilled steak. So, you know, you, you don't have to worry and get too intense on, on, on the smoking nature, which it takes hours and hours to do. But uh, I, I'm always a fan of natural. No, I don't like to really use a lot of anything out of a, a jar or a can or a bottle. You know, I'm really just, a, that's just not something I'm interested in. So I would always recommend strongly just to definitely use charcoal, you know, wood chips, all natural. It's a little more work, but uh, it's worth it. I now, do you do you generally make sauce, barbecue sauce from scratch, or are you more of a, a dry rub type of person? What's your what's your feeling on sauce? Uh, I'm not big on sauces. You know, really, I'm not. It's mm-hmm. more about the flavor of the meat more than anything with rubs and things. That you know, I, I don't like ma- masking. Barbecue mm-hmm. sauces, I might use. Um, I, I might use a little sauce like on some chicken legs every now and then, right. you know, something like that. But I really don't go uh, barbecue shrimp every now and then. That's very rare for me to use sauce at all. I, I really, I'm not a sauce guy. I am more about the rubs and the natural flavors that you can bring out. Again, you know, people use propane. It's e- easy, but you, I can cook something on the grill and I'll cook something on natural gas and the two flavors are completely different. Yeah. You know, the, the, the charcoal, what adds to the flavor, I, I, I work around that, you know, so right. I, I'm definitely more into rub. I would be in the sauces by far. Absolutely by far. Well, that's what I tell people too, is that there's a difference between barbecuing and grilling outdoors. If okay. you're on gas, you're grilling outdoors and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not barbecue. No. Like it's only barbecue if you have charcoal and or wood or both, you know, and yeah. that's why I think a mistake that a lot of people make is not only do they want to throw raw meat right on the heat on the bl- the ripping heat is they want to cover it in sauce first. And there's like to me, there's nothing worse in the world you could do than take a piece of raw chicken, dunk it in barbecue oh. sauce, and throw it onto a grill. Like, just throw it in the trash. Like, it's <laughs> you're, you're gonna get a raw chicken with burnt sauce. I mean, like, you know, and but you see people do it. I mean, you know, and and to me, like, sauces, sauces for finishing. Sauce is not for, Absolutely. like, I see a lot of people out there that are, like, all about this constant basting of the meat. 
um, you know, with sauce. And it's like you, you just scientifically, you're just creating a, a, a boil, <laughs> you know, of the of the meat. You know, you're not you're not actually you're not actually like letting the grill do what it does, you know. So, so you know, I, I think uh, more people need to realize is like take a good piece of protein, season it properly, and let the fire and the heat do what it does. Absolutely, bring up the natural juices. You know, you're gonna don't mask right. anything. You know, there's a time and place for there's a time and place for it. There really is, right. and, and there's a time and place for basting and doing all that. But. Right. Uh, yeah, but for the most part, you know, when you're grilling, you, you want to get that natural flavor going. Why do all that work to, and mask it? But, you know, I don't want, I don't want to see, one thing I don't want to do, though, please, I don't misunderstand our conversation right. out here. We're not, we're not here to, uh, you know, if, if that is your thing and you're doing, that way, doing it that way out there, go for it. It's whatever makes you comfortable as long as your food is cooked right. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with putting the sauce chicken. As long as you know what you're doing, if you can get the product cooked through without burning the sauce, Hats off to you. So we're not trying to knock what you No, know. yeah, we don't want to be snobs or, you know, uh, uh, try to tell people that they're wrong or whatever. We just, hope that, we just hope that, you know, people open their minds to different ways. And I think the hardest part about grilling is restraint. Yes. <laughs> because you constantly want to be turning stuff and, and feel like you're doing something. And, you know, I'm always and, guilty of that. I am always guilty of that. It's like, right. I feel like I should turn something. I feel like I should do It's like, just right. leave it alone. <laughs> right. Like, let it be, you know, let it cook yeah. and, and don't, you know, it'll tell you when it is ready to be turned. Um, you know, so. So, yeah, great, great tips, Tim, as usual. Um, we put the video out all over Facebook. We're going to share it all over online. So I hope people look at that uh, great video about, um, you know, uh, grilling with bacon. Um, and, mm, you know, you can't go wrong with bacon, man. Oh, just saw, I saw that video today. I was like, oh, man, that just makes me even hungrier. Yeah. So, so, uh, thank you. We, we, uh, we appreciate you joining us today, um, and talking a little bit about the upcoming game. And then we'll, uh, we'll be looking forward to, um, Thursday and we'll figure out what we're going to do, uh, for that. We've got some great content, uh, coming out, um, very soon. Um, so, so thanks, guys. And, uh, go Bears. And That's right. Bear down, guys. baby. Has a great weekend of, uh, grilling and, uh, you know, everything else. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone out there. Enjoy your weekend. Let's make the best of it, you know, and uh, let's go, Bears. And I'm looking forward to talking to you guys uh, this upcoming Thursday. Awesome. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for everything. Thank Have you, Tim. Down, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks. Yeah.